I'm Bridget Fettesee, and this is your Dumpster Fire for the week of January 26th to February 1st. And the unicorns dance while the world burns, world burns, world burns. Well, first of all, I want to thank you, loyal subscribers and viewers and commenters and supporters. The best way you can keep us independent and get my two loving sidekicks, Maggie and Sam, off of their day jobs and on to working with me full time is to support us at Fetacy.com because that keeps us independent and it will also give us the ability to hopefully do this more than one time a week. So if you love this, subscribe, tell your friends, spread it around like HPV, and also subscribe to Fetacy.com. It's only the price of a latte. And we are excited about the community over there that we're building. It's very interactive and loving and supportive, which is weird for the internet. All right. All right. Let's do this. Troll in chief, Donald Trump and Don Lemon. Donald Trump retweeted a clip from CNN host Don Lemon. Don Lemon had some guests on and they were all laughing hysterically it was overreaction. So Rick Wilson came on. He's a never Trumper. For those of you who don't know, never Trumpers are people who were conservative and then they said never Trump because um, they feel like he doesn't represent conservatism. So Rick Wilson made a joke about the Ukraine and he said most of Trump supporters wouldn't even know where Ukraine is on a map unless it said you and a picture of Ukraine. And Don Lemon started laughing hysterically so hard that he had to wipe tears from his eyes, which was it wasn't even that funny of a joke. Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane <laughs> next to it. He knows that this is, you know, an, an administration defined by ignorance of the world. <laughs> And then they were all laughing and doing the Southern accent. Donald Trump's a smart one in there. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all elitists are dumb. <laughs> you, you elitists with your geography and your maps and your spelling, even though my your math and your reading. <laughs> yeah, you're reading. So Donald Trump retweeted it because, of course, they just give them what they want. And uh -huh. they're like, this is how they think of you, middle America. And mind you, most of the people saying this in conservative media were in Washington, D.C. Now we know how the coastal elites <laughs> think of middle America. <laughs> sent from my iPhone in Washington, D.C. To be fair, it is ridiculous, and it's like an ad. They, I think the, the GOP turned it into an ad almost immediately. You know, <laughs> your geography, no other country. I was laughing because it's fine. Just say, okay, you guys shouldn't demonize people, whatever. It's not good to talk down to people. Where did that get you? Instead, they're all like, oh, I can't believe the audacity of these people looking down on others. This is ridiculous on the conservative media side. I'm like, guys, maybe take some time to look at yourselves and look at your own leader who makes fun of disability people. <laughs> Disabled? People with disabilities. abled. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, capable. It's so oh. funny you get so like nervous about what the politically correct thing is. You end up saying something way worse. They get all like, I can't believe these people are looking down on the coast on the flyover countries. We'll show you when it comes time to vote about how we morally take the high ground and never mock anybody. And Donald Trump's up there like. Eh. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh. All right, moving on. We have a new category, which we added specifically to cover the 2020 election. Dumpster fire for president. (laughs) Dumpster fire for president. I don't have a jingle yet because it is a dumpster fire and it burns brightly every week. <laughs> I feel like wow. I need. I feel like you, you need, need a, a little marching band American, <laughs> American flag. You have one. <laughs> no, like one of the little oh, ones, little like I'm in a parade. Yeah. <laughs> Warren says she will have a young trans person interview her future Secretary of Education and only hire this future Secretary if the young trans person approves. The pandering will continue until society collapses and the very fabric of our reality disintegrates before our feet. <laughs> I'm going to have a secretary of education that this young trans person interviews on my behalf. Why don't we just name the trans kid Emperor Lord of America and get this election over with? (laughs) (laughs) And only if this person believes that our secretary or secretary of education nominee who is committed Will that person actually be advanced to be Secretary of Education? Why just the Secretary of Education? Why not every single... Why Why don't we get the trans approval? Is it like a stamp of approval? It's so weird. It's such pandering. It's such pandering. The stamp. The trans stamp. It'll be FDA It's not a tramp stamp anymore. <laughs> Better nay. The People's Perfume. Comedy director Amber Schaefer, who is not formally affiliated with Bernie Sanders' campaign, produced the ad as a labor of love for a candidate she believes in. This is a perfect example of the word fetacy, which means when reality becomes parody or parody becomes reality. Or you can't tell the fucking difference because this is a weird mixture of reality and parody. So every single link on the platform that's like, oh, duh, oh, duh, duh. <laughs> Oh, descenders. Descenders. <laughs> all links to donating to him. Uh-huh. And it's, so she's supporting him. But then there's a weird Bernie bottle. And at one point they take, they check his heart. They check the bottle's heart of Bernie. They do? Yeah. You are going to defeat Donald Trump. And I'm like. You probably don't want to remind supporters that the guy just had a heart attack. How he was like, he, he checks the little perfume bottle's heart, and then he's like, hey, hey, okay, we got this. Bernie's not going to die of a heart attack two months after you elect him. No, you watch it, and you're like, is this real? Is this supporting him, or is this mocking him? I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I don't know either. It's insane. Medicare for and what exactly is the scent of this perfume? <laughs> I feel like it's a combination of commies boiling potatoes in dorm rooms, halitosis, old unwashed man, and Bernie bro ball sweat. <laughs> <laughs> smells like pores to me. Doesn't matter what it smells like. It smells like pores. Introducing Renee, the people's perfume. Then we've got Mike Bloomberg attempted to shake a dog's mouth. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then he released, about 20 hours later, he released a campaign video and tweeted, dog people get me, dogs too. This is what happens when you let boomers make ads. (laughs) They're like dad jokes, but even worse than Sam's dad jokes. (laughs) Nothing's worse than Sam's dad jokes. (laughs) Sam is YouTube's. 
It just means I'm giving you a compliment. It just means your dad jokes are the best, worst dad jokes. Thank you. I'd like that trophy. I know. It's how bad it is. (laughs) I'd like that trophy for Father's Day. (laughs) It's another parody. We live in a freaking parody. All of it. Trust me, Mike will get it done. Yeah. (laughs) Get it done. Yes. He does not tweet. Oh, I like Mike. I like Mike. I lick Mike. It's all becoming like, oh, look how funny I am. See that? And then the, and then two olds are watching Facebook ads and they're like, did he say that they, they, they that he licks the dogs? No, he said the dogs lick him. <laughs> Get it together, Bernice. I like it. There's dogs. Let's vote for Bloomberg. He seems like a nice man and the dogs like him. <laughs> Moving on to (laughs) Dave Chappelle phone banks for Andrew Yang. My name is Dave Chappelle. I'm a world famous comedian. (laughs) If Dave Chappelle calls me, I will absolutely vote for Yang. That's how that's how easily swayed I am by Dave Chappelle. I'd vote for Dave. Uh Uh-huh. I'd vote for literally anyone other than this ragtag group of commies that we're given. (laughs) The bunch of olds. The olds and the commies. Just give me someone young and fresh and optimistic. That's why I like it. Yeah. Although if you look at his platform, he's, he's basically conservative <laughs> with some. I mean, it's kind of where most, I think, moderate liberals fall. Mm-hmm. I love that Dave Chappelle clip, though. I love I love how he ends it. All right, we'll <laughs> Living in a South Park, Michael Moore is one of those people who is indistinguishable in real life from his South Park character. He really is. Yeah. He can just buy his way onto the debate stage, and I gotta tell you what's so disgusting about this? The all, the all white debate? He even, it's almost like he intentionally puts dandruff and crumbs on his sweatshirt when he's talking. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, we need to burn this. It's because of big billionaires up there on stage. Cause he's got a billion f-ing dollars. If you watch him, he does look like a cartoon. His shoulders are hunched. (laughs) Ow, I pulled my shoulder muscle. We are the 99%. (laughs) I'm going to have a stroke and I'll totally deserve it. (laughs) It's like, what happened to Bridget? Oh, she stroked out making fun of Michael Moore. Worth it. South Park really nailed his character. Yeah, because he's a parody of himself. Uh How do you not realize this? I at least realize I'm a ridiculous character on the internet and in life. (laughs) How do you take yourself seriously and get up there? And and then he's like, oh, there are cameras on me. (laughs) There are TV cameras here. All right, and then newly installed panels from the U.S. border wall fell over in high winds, landing on trees in the Mexican side of the border. All the Mexicans were like, this is what happens when you let white people build shit. (laughs) (laughs) Mexico's just shaking their head like, yeah, yeah. And who's going to build your houses when you don't let us in, huh? Who's going to build all your shit? 
because clearly you can't even build a fucking wall. We will build a great wall along the southern border. It's like we're in a South Park. That would happen in a South Park. We're going, we're going to build a wall. And then it falls into Mexico because the winds <laughs> were like 40, degree, 40 degrees. <laughs> oh, there's some cold winds. 40, huh? 40 mile per hour winds. I'm not a, I'm not a news lady who does the weather. <laughs> not a meteorologist. <laughs> <laughs> news lady who does the weather. Proof that we're living in a simulation. Scientists have created a soft robot muscle that sweats to stay cool and mimics the movement of a hand. It cools itself three times more efficiently than a human by secreting water onto its skin when it gets too warm. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine that little hand touching you in bed in the middle of the night before it strangles you. You're like, oh, what is that slimy? (laughs) A creepy, sweaty robot hand reaches over and touches. I guess I always imagined when the robots killed me, and I think about this a lot, <laughs> that it would be like the cold feel of metal before, you know, the like the iron grip that's superhuman. It takes away one of the benefits of if you had a, like a sex robot. What, you have a sweaty sex robot? Nobody that, wants that. No, they want that. When I did that whole piece on sex robots, they want them to feel human and sweat and cry and have They want like, their ro- sex robots to cry? That is really scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just want them. <laughs> yeah. lot of people can't come unless somebody's crying out there it's probably what bernie's hand feels like Ew. <laughs> oh god like subscribe touch my bells and buttons with your sweaty robot hand <laughs> okay moving on to sprained my eyes nikki hilton is fighting climate change by wearing vintage chanel can we go back to that blissful time in america when we never heard from the Hiltons after we heard from them all the time. <laughs> they sank into obscurity. <laughs> Why are they trying to be relevant again? Go away. All the sudden. Kardashians kick your asses. Just accept <laughs> the L and move on. <laughs> they haven't evolved at all either. No. At least the Kardashians are like getting law degrees and they're helping with prison reform and Paris is still like, that's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Find another tagline. Her statement was ridiculous, too, her little description of her life. Oh, when she was like, I took the six. I feel like I'm doing my part. (laughs) Attention, world. I took the six. (laughs) I am a normal poor, just like the poors do every day. (laughs) Nikki Hilton took the subway. Climate change problems solved. (laughs) Greta Thunberg appears, and she's like, I bless you. You're doing your part. It's so gross. And she's like, I'm using, I'm reusing my vintage Chanel. Oh, okay. I'm wearing Sam's shirt. <laughs> this shirt was sponsored by Dad Joke Sam. You're welcome. Where's my page six article? <laughs> Where are my accolades, huh? It's like my one of my favorite things to say. Someday we'll have accolades. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> uh, moving on to... Bozo Instagram influencers are exploiting coronavirus for clout. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. 
Instagram is ruining the world and it must be stopped. <laughs> I hate Logan Paul. <laughs> Don't we all? Or is it Paul Logan? No, it's Logan it's Paul, Logan right? Paul. They're such like, they're so gross. The epitome of grossness. Seriously. Instagram is disgusting. I know some of you billions of people like it, but it brings out the worst in people, I think. I kind of like that guy's fanny pack, though. <laughs> Sam. It's a nice fanny pack. <laughs> I think pink is it. Sam loves Instagram. And fanny packs, apparently. Because <laughs> she's the internet's she's the father. Dad. Get on board, Sam. <laughs> Moving on from Slate's How to Do It sex column, I'm a cis woman in kind of a classic millennial sex pickle. I'm really repelled by heterosexuality politically and personally, but I'm also really into dick. Oh my God. I mean, everyone's losing their mind. Let us take a moment of silence and a thoughtful prayer for everyone who has lost their minds. (laughs) (laughs) In 20... 19 to 2020, every single person I see is losing their goddamn mind. We're losing it. Mm -hmm. This is just a product of too much. Who has time for these like mental exercises like this? (laughs) I don't know. And she never explains why she's repelled by heterosexuality. Because it is a product of wokeism. Uh This This is proof that wokeism is a religion with whiteness being the original sin that you are born with and must denounce and heterosexual heterosexuality following a very close second it's just like they have these tenants and it's intersectionality it's a mind virus yeah it is poison and once you get the mind virus i don't know there's no way to break it other than getting mobbed like Uh that person has to be mobbed by their own tribe. Uh-huh. And then they kind of wake up and they're like, whoa, 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 what happened to me? Yeah, Alex Griswold had a great tweet out, pray the gay away in woke the straight away. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's perfect though. It totally summarizes exactly what's happening. Yeah, it's crazy. You're, so you're straight and then you feel bad about being straight. And by the way, no, gay people don't want you in their freaking dating apps. That's why they have gay dating apps. Uh-huh. It's so crazy. They don't want a straight person who fetishizes gayness. Right. It's so weird. It, it is a sickness. It's too much time, though, too. It's too much. Yeah. It's just too much. It's You have too much. Yep. You have too much time on your hands. You have too much time to think. I hate that she's normalizing it, too, by saying in kind of a classic millennial sex pickle. Like, this is a normal thing. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a You're millennial. You're in-house that millennial. Is not, that is not normal. <laughs> Gen X just looks at this shit like you people are crazy, but I also might just be that old person being like, get off my lawn, you <laughs> kids and your weird gender stuff. <laughs> And your queer fetishes. All right. And then our favorite topic of all time, Brad Pitt. (sighs) Brad Pitt and the beauty trap. The New York Times had an article about the the Brad Pitt beauty trap. The Academy hasn't been alone in undervaluing Pitt. Beauty can be a trap as much as a benediction, including for men. Didn't he win one for Last of the Mohicans? (laughs) (laughs) No, Bridget. She's always confusing my favorite movie, Last of the Mohicans, with any other movie where men have long hair, like Legends (laughs) of the Fall or Braveheart. I confused Last of the Mohicans and Braveheart for a decade. I kept thinking Braveheart was Maggie's favorite movie for like a straight Straight decade. decade. 
Back to Brad Pitt. Oh, right. Brad Pitt. <laughs> we really did make him great again. We really did. We succeeded. Ever since we made that hat, he has had an upswing. It's yeah. been crazy. He's, He's been on a roll. He got sober. I mean, he got hot again. Yeah, he got hot again. He won an Emmy. Did I take Emmy? full yeah. credit yeah, for Brad Pitt's yeah. hotness. Nominated and for Oscar. an Oscar. Yeah. Where's my Oscar for making Brad Pitt great again, huh? Where are my accolades? Well, this article, too, was just such a blowing smoke up your ass piece. Oh, I know. We couldn't you even could read almost, the whole thing. I know. I couldn't read it. You could almost hear the vibrator going when this woman was writing this. <laughs> I like heard the soft whir of a vibrator while she was like, he took his shirt off. And Selma and Louise. Did you say Selma and Louise? Yes, she did. <laughs> I was hoping we could just skate right by that. <laughs> Count on Sam. <laughs> this week, there's no BDE award. We have an RIP instead. And it is for Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant and everybody who was on that helicopter. For some reason, it hit me way harder than I thought it would. I spent all day last Sunday crying. We almost didn't do last week's dumpster fire because Sam and I were so distraught. <laughs> and then we did because we knew that that's what Kobe would want us to do because he was that kind of athlete and player and human who just pers perseveres. And there were so many tributes to him. And I mean, the NBA had to keep playing. Yeah, I, I just loved watching him play. He was just so so fun to watch play. He was amazing. I think if anyone's ever lost anyone tragically too, this hits you hard because you know what that's like. And I have lost people long before they should have gone. And it's just a hell you kind of wake up into, a nightmare that you never really escape. It just gets a little bit better with time, but never goes away. So I'm thinking of... The Bryant family, all the families, all the fans. The outpouring was amazing. He clearly inspired like the entire world. What were some of the things they did, Sam? Oh, yeah. So a lot of the teams, including the Lakers, they all they started the games off with an eight second and 24 second shot clock violation. In tribute to Kobe Bryant, as we've seen in San Antonio earlier tonight, these teams respectively will take a... 24 second violation the dallas mavericks retired the number 24 from the jerseys and then there's a petition with three million signatures just to change the nba logo to an outline of kobe we watched the tribute to him last night at the lakers game yeah. there's a huge just vanessa bryant talked on instagram and i don't i don't mm -hmm. even know how she's so strong and doing holding uh. up but she is amazing and there's so many like memorials mm -hmm. and um i get chills and murals and mm -hmm. they it, it's crazy they are everywhere i'd love to do like a whole tour of them in yeah. la it just hits la and you know the oc where he lived and just california i feel like southern california is so hard yeah it's such a big community. It's like everybody's now coming together as a family just to mourn. Even yeah. the buses. The buses say R.I.P. I know. Kobe. All the buses say R.I.P. Kobe. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And he was here for 20 years. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole entire time, basically, I lived here other than, you know, he retired two years ago. So people grew up watching him play. And he's responsible for so many people even picking up a basketball. Uh, moving on to canceled. Canceled! <laughs> I feel like I dream a genie today. 
Was that who it was? Yeah. Japanese billionaire cancels <laughs> search for moon trip life partner. He still plans to make the trip to space in 2023 without a partner. Oh, no. What happened, Sam? <laughs> I got ghosted. You got ghosted. <laughs> I, got, I got ghosted before I even got a date. Sam. <laughs> Sounds like someone had a crisis of conscience. Maybe billionaires aren't that bad after all. <laughs> Is that where we're taking this? <laughs> <laughs> what was his reasoning he had a crisis of conscience he, he felt, felt bad, bad that all those women applied and they were earnestly trying to get a date with them uh-huh. and so he did the right thing and tweeted out <laughs> an explanation of why he was canceling the contest and the show what do you want him to do Bridget write 27,000 apology or thank you notes yes apparently that's what billionaires they have armies of people to do these things <laughs> they just sit on the couch while their armies of people Write thank you notes. <laughs> 27,000, thank you for applying. I would have preferred one. <laughs> yeah. Sam would have pr- preferred a personalized thank you note from a, sl- a paid slave instead of a tweet. <laughs> Yale plans to ditch an art history class because it's too straight, white, and male. This should have been breaking Bridget, but something came in last minute and took the lead. We should have seen this coming when they came for Jean-Claude. <laughs> Some of you might remember. And now it's happening with Jean-Claude Renoir. And I will fight for Renoir with my dying breath. <laughs> when Jean-Claude Renoir, who apparently is Pierre-Auguste Renoir, I didn't know that. It never occurred to me that he had a first name. <laughs> or that wasn't Jean-Claude. Yeah. We should have seen this coming. Yeah. Stop giving your money. To universities. If you graduated from an Ivy League school, stop supporting them. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Stop giving them money. Stop. This is how you stop this nonsense. You cut them off, wear accounts, which is snip their little fundraising balls off. They're the ones infecting people <laughs> with the woke sickness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is ground zero for the woke mind virus uh-huh. that they're spreading. I mean, what the hell? I think the Babylon Bee had a, a great headline that was like, "Where Yale is getting rid of medical any any medical I can't remember <laughs> any what it was. medical breakthroughs like yeah, done by, by white, white men." men. <laughs> what are you gonna? If someone has a cure for cancer, you're gonna be like, "Excuse me, was that a white man?" No, thank you. <laughs> I will die before I take anything ex- ever invented or conceived of by a white man. Oh, I don't want to live in a world where there's no Monet. We're into Never Woke Enough. <laughs> In Gwyneth Paltrow's Netflix show, Goop Lab, Gwyneth sends her employees to Jamaica to do mushrooms. <laughs> okay. Mushrooms are for pussies. At least do ayahuasca like Chelsea Handler. Have some balls. I'm going to Peru to do ayahuasca. That's supposed to be one of those transformative experiences. People say that it changes their life. Oh, my God. <laughs> At least Chelsea will show herself throwing up in a trash can from ayahuasca. <laughs> just sends her assistant. Yeah, to go cry. And it was all white people in Jamaica. Uh-huh. You didn't see a single person of color other uh, at all. At the all. whole time they were in Jamaica. No. Jamaica. I went through years of therapy in about five hours. Goop is the whitest brand. Yeah, it really is. I mean, as much as I make fun of like the whiteness and the mind virus, 
that is the whitest white lady brand on planet Earth. You know, I'm not a was never a hardcore drug user, but I've dabbled. I was like, this is not what it's like no, doing mushrooms. It's like not at all. they were pretending to have these profound, weird experiences. It's so performative. Yeah. And they're all like, I need to process my trauma. And I'm not making fun of trauma, but I kind of am. <laughs> so yesterday, and this will be coming out soon. This is just a fun plug. I, I had the privilege of interviewing a Holocaust survivor, but I will tell you, watching that on the heels of interviewing a Holocaust <laughs> survivor was quite a juxtaposition I could not reconcile in my mind. It was just like... We've set the bar so low for trauma. They're like, they took pumpkin spice lattes off the menu, and I just, I just need to go down to Jamaica and process my trauma with some, some mushroom tea. Mushroom tea, too. I know. My God, this is like they did like three grams. This is just like what amateurs do on a freaking regular <laughs> night. I, this is like the junkie pride of me coming out. And it then was, there were all those creepy cult guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The creepy were, like, holding him. Sex predator dude that Sam was like, that guy's a molester. <laughs> like if I was there and I was crying, the guy probably would have like finger banged me yeah. and I wouldn't know <laughs> until I was watching it on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'd be like been... WTF goop. And they would have been like, oh no, he was just helping you process your trauma. Mm -hmm. The internet is glorious. The viral video of the week was Sam Stryker's tweet about Billy Porter's hat at the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this right when it came through because I follow Sam. He's consistently hilarious. You should follow him on Twitter or I'm assuming he's on Instagram. And it said, me, I hate drama. Also me when there's drama. And I was like, it's just so relatable because everyone's like, I hate drama. And the minute there's drama, you're like, can't look away. And now for Breaking Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> the PETA Super Bowl ad, the NFL snubbed. Everyone take a deep breath. <laughs> it was an ad where all of these animals all were taking a knee to the backdrop of, I think the sign was America, wasn't it? At the very end, it said... End speciesism? Yeah, basically that was the tagline. Uh -huh. There was some little line, and then it said, end speciesism. Uh -huh. And what's speciesism exactly the definition? It's defined as the misguided human-held belief that all other animal species are inferior. Oh, really? If it's so misguided, why is steak so delicious? <laughs> what a pretentious definition, too. It's like they could have gotten away with it if, if they took out the word misguided. The dictionary doesn't judge. Well, modern dictionaries probably do. And why is everything an ism? Ugh. Speciesism. Speciesism. It was such a weird ad, too. I, at first, I thought when they first zoom in and show the bear, I thought the bear was about to poop. <laughs> I didn't understand a lot going on in that. What you didn't see was when the video finished, the eagle swooped down, kills the little rabbit, and then the bear comes out and mauls the girl to death. And you're co-opting the, the Black Lives Matter anti-police brutality movement? Yeah. 
It's like, that's not cool. It's not cool. No, I'd be fucking pissed. I think a lot of people were. Yeah. Is PETA run by 4chan? <laughs> I'm convinced they're just trolling us. They're always putting out the most insane, asinine, ridiculous ads just to get attention. They're thirstier than a cloud-chasing Instagram model trying to freaking use a mask to get some coronavirus. <laughs> Hashtag love. PETA, thirstier than a cloud-chasing Instagram model. Fantasy news. Do, 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 do. We want to thank Dave Rubin because we were the first creator on his new platform, not platform. And you can follow us there, fetacy.com. We post the unedited, even more bonkers version of this lovely dumpster fire every week for your enjoyment on fetacy.com. For the price of a latte, you can see how truly insane I am. And trust me, it's worth it. Scott Zacharin on Watkins. Welcome. He is the creator of Digital Sky, which I was a voice actress in the premiere episode. So go check out Scott. Check out Watkins. Welcome. We have some great guests coming up this year that we're really excited about. We also have merch on BridgetFetacy.com. Go our, there. Our woke tote is getting some Our love. woke tote? Guys, I, I approve. This is how you keep the PETA people away from you when you're out <laughs> shopping. When someone from PETA comes up and they're like, hi, hey, would you like to save some animals? And you're like, eh, you're not woke, you're annoying. Bye. Thank you, Zen Pro Audio, for donating the mic. We also would like to thank Better Fetacy, our researcher who gathers a lot of this information for us during the week and sends us a very nice format. Send us emails to weeklydumpsterfire at gmail.com if you have any stories that catch your news, not old stories, preferably new ones from the week. So the this weekly cycle that you see and catch... And we see your tags and tweets, and I love that you guys are tagging things out in Twitter. I see all of the stuff with the different troll in chief and um, sprain my eyes. I saw all of those. So keep doing that because I catch them as much as I can. Like, subscribe, and comment, and touch my bells and my buttons. <laughs> This has been your dumpster fire for the week of January 26th to February 1st. I'm Bridget Fetacy. Now make me rich.